No, Joe like Rogan's that. a genius, right? You know? He's doing something right. Hold on. I don't know about genius. Hold on. Like <laughs> genius. I knew that was get, I no, 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 no. Genius. <laughs> IQ genius level. He didn't listen to the short. Where there's one. There's one way we listen to Joe Rogan. And that's if he has Elon Musk, or yeah, <laughs> Mr. Beast, Mr. or Beast. oh, or, or, or Alex Dave Chappelle, Jones. gay frogs. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dave Chappelle. He did have Dave Chappelle, but Dave Chappelle already makes known what he has to say. So what do you what do you consider genius level IQ? Mm. No. I'll do one very stable genius. <laughs> I think I think anything over like 120 is pretty much considered like highly intelligent, almost genius level. Anyone? Joe Rogan's, do we know? Yeah, I, I assume Joe Rogan. He's, he's, I mean, he's up there. He's quick, and, he and I will admit. He's a little witty. Let's see if they can get into Mensa. Then we'll, then I will we'll admit that there. while he is. <laughs> uh, you know. Did you bleep yourself out in real life? Yeah, I did. I I won't talk smack about anybody can put me in a headlock and pop it off. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to mess with that guy, Barrett. This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences. Music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina, this is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome, welcome to the All About Nothing podcast, episode 123. 123? 123, and I think that means we're established. Grass guys. Yeah, it was established on episode one. Oh yeah, I would do not go back and check episode one. I'm asking you. It's basically Pharrell on the bench. <laughs> I'm asking you as nicely as I can. Welcome back, co-host and Twitter retweeter of the stars, Zach King. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. As well as DJ and PJs, Trent Clark. I'm just kidding. You're not PJs. PJs. Trent doesn't know. Doesn't why. Like I have PJs on today. <laughs> Trent doesn't know why. He doesn't know. No. Oh, yeah, well, then tell him. Steven Garcia retweeted me twice. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> now it's Seth Rogen. Okay. And it's been Kevin Smith. Mm. And now Steven Garcia. So you had a drunk, a stoner, and... <laughs> Two stoners and a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like people get on Twitter when they're high and... Well, hey, Steven, I'll tweet, tweet Steven that guy. Garcia tamed them tigers. I give you that. I give you that. Respect to him. So we're gonna welcome our guest here in just a second. But real quick, I did want to ask uh, for some help, and I'm trying to fade this down so it doesn't. So it sounds more sincere without you know without the cheering. Quiet people. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you know that our family grows every time we have a guest, and uh, one of our families, uh, one of the members of our family, has had a tragedy. They've lost their they 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 are they are displaced from their home because uh, there was a house fire recently that took out the electricity as well as a portion of the side of the house and some of the attic space. Uh, the Diligent Dabber is the host of the podcast, The Dad Who Dabs. Um, 
they have set up a GoFundMe account. I'm going to put links in the show notes. So uh, if you can, uh, just regardless of how much you can give, just if there's an opportunity, they're only asking for $5,000. And that's basically the expenses of, of the hotel that they're having to stay in because, you know, times aren't as great in some of Western Massachusetts as they right. might be in right. Eastern Massachusetts. Right. So um, now let's the welcome. Hotels aren't cheap. They are not cheap. I almost got distracted, and now now we would deviate down the expense. We well, didn't hotel. introduce yourself. Everybody introduce. <laughs> oh yeah, Barrett Groove. Hi, Barrett. Hi. I hope everyone's having a great week. This well, is going to be start two. One twenty three. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to welcome our uh, phenomenal guest. Uh, we have Carla Latrenta. You got it. I, I pronounced that correctly. Thank, Nailed it. Thank Welcome, God. Carlo. Thank I, you. I watched and listened to Bill Kilmer's interview, and I definitely called him Bill Kimmler mm. several times. And the man didn't correct me, so I liked him. <laughs> He's very, Bill is very nice. Yes. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill has like Bill. a little you tally my marks. Matt, Mr. V. Yeah, yeah Velardibo, exactly. Because that's, that's a tough oh one, Oh, my too. gosh. Matt, and I did mess up Velardibo, didn't I? <laughs> a couple Velard, times. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. So cool, and Matt know? still talks to me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fortunate in that. Um, so uh, he, he damned me over the boiled peanut comments. Yes, he did. So. Well, I, I don't know why you can't peanuts. just eat both. Is it is it an issue with like texture or what? what is it yeah. about the... It's just slimy, man. No, that's yeah, gross. I, I'm with you. You're with Thank you. No way. I'm a southerner born peanuts. and raised, but it's no, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. So, so we're just going with roasted peanuts. I think that's what won. Roasted. And then your buttered peanuts. Oh, how how else on. would you define butter? butter? Yeah. Creamy peanuts. Yeah. Remember when you mash them in there? It's peanut butter. butter. They're buttery. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what butter? I don't see what the issue is. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> Carlo Trent is the Democratic nominee for South Carolina House of Representatives for District 66. Thank you very much for being here, Carla. Thank we're gonna you guys. we're Thank gonna you. jump into your uh, campaign and, and and all the all of what you're running for. Um, but first, tell us why are you running? Okay, there are a lot of reasons. Yeah, but the short the short version, um, I am just kind of sick of what I've been seeing every time I turn on the news, every time I listen to a podcast, every time I talk to somebody about politics, about what's going on. You know, the divisiveness is something that's been just growing. And to me, it's, it's ridiculous. Nothing is, nothing is happening because we have the same people in the same jobs, pushing their same agendas, only getting even more radicalized. Yeah. So we have a crazy fringe left. We have a crazy fringe, right. And instead of coming together, it's been pushing apart and apart and apart and apart. And you know, I, I remember the morning I woke up and I found out that Trump won the presidency and I was slightly hungover. <laughs> I was in disbelief. And we all were. My husband and I were just like, <laughs> really? Yeah. You know? And ever since then, I kind of had this nagging feeling like I should do more than just complain and talk and, yeah. and, and, and you know, debate my friends and families and anyone that will listen, basically. Right. And um, this new, brand new district, 66, mm. popped up. I live there and um, I said, let's give it a shot at the, you know, encouragement of my York County Democratic Party chair, John Kravelovich. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, shout out to John. For shout sure. out to John. Yes. Um, I, so District 66, this is, it's not that District 66 is new, but that this has been redrawn and, right. and renumbered. So 66 is Tega K. Am I saying that right? Tega Tega K yep. uh, as well. It's, it's just under Charlotte. Just under Charlotte. So we are the state line um, Tega K. And Fort Mill, but not Matt. Matt 
Villardebo is in the east side of Fort Mill. I have the west side of Fort Mill. So I seventy seven cuts us right down. That's so, our district line. So oh. your district. So your districts are, are right next to right each, next other. To each other. Y'all are neighbors. You got it. Yep. That's a good neighbor to have. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And and our district is an amazing district. It's it's a great district with great people, great schools, great businesses. And um, yeah, we are kind of the gateway to South Carolina. And Absolutely. And, and you're very awesome. close to Carowinds. So close to Carowinds. <laughs> right there. Everybody very loves Carowinds. Everybody loves Carowinds. I feel like now we have to have a video of you riding a roller coaster carrying your flag. Like, Ooh, <laughs> that'd be pretty nice. I feel, like, the... I, I feel like Trent might be using this platform to try and get free tickets to Carowinds. I'm trying to get free oh, tickets exactly. to any place that's giving me free tickets. Get on Road. That's I get it. I get it. <laughs> So uh, District 66 uh, used to represent a large swath of Orangeburg. Yes. That was uh, that. So uh, and I didn't, which included like Lake Marion and Holly Hill. And really? And, yeah, it was. Was I that mean, Bruce Bryant's district? It was a woman. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I was uh, thinking of South. Yeah. Um, I know. And but, I, I'm blanking on her name now, too. But, um, but I, you're right. But I, 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 I she's up for reelection, which I assume just based on. I, and again, the name eludes me, but I yes. remember that she had been reelected to her seat several times. So. Mm. I, I get the impression that she's probably safe. Yeah. So, she is. which is great because if a Democrat takes the new 66 and the old 66, then, right. then that's more Democrats represented 66 in the house. And nine and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a plat, a train platform where you run through the wall. I'll just ask her, why is the lake always warm? Even in December, Lake Marion. Yeah. Well, I don't know why Lake Marion's warm. I know why Lake Monticello's warm. Dang it, that's why. That, oh, you were lake. thinking Lake Monticello. Yeah, lake. yeah that's, that's the nuclear, the nuclear backwash. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We know. I can go swim. Look. You'll, you'll turn into a fish soon. <laughs> yeah. Fish with the three eyes from the Simpsons. Just swim exactly. right past you. Yeah. I get the impression you don't listen to the show enough that I'm already de-evolving. Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> um, after the redistricting, of course, District 66 now on the border of North Carolina, including uh, Tega K. So, Tega K. Yep. Uh, Tega K. Man, I am. Un- You're gonna piss them people off, Barry. I don't want to <laughs> do that. So, you listed uh, your experiences uh, with with us uh, in the email. Um, mother, trial attorney, uh, former civil servant, prosecutor, criminal offense yep. uh, or criminal offenders, uh, a member of three straight bars. I assume is that Virginia. No, is the third South one? Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida. Florida. Okay, Florida. So okay, so Florida. And you own your own law firm. Yes. So please promote your law firm at least. My law firm is Latrenta Law. And um, we're based out of Charlotte and South. Well, we started in Charlotte, I should say, but now um, we have a home office in Fort Mill. Um, so it's North Carolina, South Carolina. My husband is still active in Florida, so occasionally okay. we'll take some Florida cases. Um, he's with an outside firm now, so he actually doesn't work in our law firm anymore. Um, but it's, um, we do a lot of criminal defense. I do some transactional work. So wills, trusts, and estates Okay. and, um, some business formation. So setting up LLCs, researching, emerging businesses, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We That's might have awesome. to look into that. Are y'all in competition with 411 pain? No, okay. no we're not. <laughs> or Hawk law. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Bender and Bender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So no, personal injury. But is, I do like 411 pain. Right. Commercials though. You know what to do. When <laughs> yeah. You're in an accident yeah. Yeah. Of course. And that's no. the most important thing. Gotta call the police first. <laughs> right. Don't scream. Call Akeem. All three. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, yeah. No. Bill. Personal injury is an area that I have not. Entered into. Good. Don't, don't they have really uh, too many people? Yeah. It seems like it's a nasty place to enter to. I feel like yeah. the yeah being called an ambulance chaser sort of sort of sets Jeez. the tone for yeah. you know like you it's go not to good from there. You go no. to your neighbor's barbecue and like what do you do? Oh, I'm a I'm a personal att- uh, injury lawyer. It's like oh you chase ambulances. Yikes. That's yeah. Right. 
of course, watch in a, in a few years, Carla's going to tell us, oh yeah, can you take that segment out? Because now I am personally. now, yeah, exactly. I'm getting well, people those, millions of dollars. I those decided are, I wanted to make a good amount of money. Those guys are virtually just Jake Gyllenhaal from, uh, what's that movie where he chases ambulances in the film? Oh yes. Uh, night, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yes. Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah. They're just that, but the lawyer side of it. Exactly. <laughs> There's exactly. definitely a story to tell. It could just be, it could be in the same universe. I caused this wreck and I'm filming it. Yeah. Yeah. He has to fight Bill Green. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, being a uh, criminal defense lawyer, or even a, being a prosecutor, um, so from the civil side, I guess there's a lot of experience there with police officers and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I know that from the liberal side of things, in the last few years, we've seen sort of a trend in this idea of defunding police. Sure. But uh, I don't think anyone sitting at this table considers that to be the actual. No. It, it just doesn't make sense. You can't, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm all. It in already favor. takes long enough for them to get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't need to be funded. No. That's the, that's the issue. Working with them on a daily basis for seven years, they are asked to do a tremendous amount of work. Right? I mean, we are asking them to um, enforce a law. We're asking them to interpret the law in some situations. So basically, do my job, be a lawyer. Right. We're asking them to have some medical background. Right. They're typically right there, even before first responders and EMTs and all of that. We're asking them to be mental health counselors. Right. We're asking them to train the new guys on yeah. and girls on the force. I mean, it, it is a tremendous ask and a tremendous responsibility that we're putting on our police officers. And I don't think defunding them is, is the issue. Now, are there some really, really bad apples in, in that bunch? You bet. You bet. Yeah. And it's scary because those bad apples, unlike, you know, unqualified teachers or unqualified, I don't know, you name the profession, mm -hmm. these bad apples have, have guns, yeah. right? Yeah. And they 100%. have a badge that they can kind of say, hey, hold on, yeah. this is my get out of jail free card Correct. or this is my shield. And that's where I think the problem is. Mm -hmm. But no, defunding is not the answer. Refunding and not in the refund type way right reallocating funds might be the answer right. Correct. um because the training is you know necessary and and again they're just asked to do a lot um and over my careers i i, I know i know some really really great ones and i i know some that were lacking in a few areas yeah. um i remember thinking okay if i called 911 i'd feel really great if he this was there person yeah. came yeah. and i'd feel a little scared if this that's person one, came yeah, that's crazy. um yeah. But, you know, I think that they're, they really are asked to do a tremendous job and we absolutely need them and we need them to have the training and have the recruitment process as well, where the, maybe these bad apples are kind of getting found out a little bit sooner sure. yeah. or maybe if they're on the job and something terrible happens and you know, that that turns them into a bad apple, they, they can kind of be fettered out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the real issue, but yeah. you know, and, and there are some systems that don't work for them. Like the no, no knock warrants. Right. Give me a break. You right. know, I mean, that's setting them up for a failure. Yeah. That's that's scary for them. That's scary for you. That's scary for every single person in that situation. Right. Yeah. And I and and to talk about no knock warrants, we not, no Taylor. knock warrant. Yeah, the Brianna Taylor situation. Yeah. Now that was um, horrible. I am I am amazed at the details that are coming out of that. You know, we're we're two years outside of right. that, and yeah. the the idea that this was basically a setup by the police to yep. try and to to basically not only intimidate Brianna Taylor and her you know, her, the to people move. that she know to move, but the entire neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, the city acted in a very corrupt manner using the police force with a no-knock warrant to go in there. And uh, you, they, they have identified now that 
there was a, sh- a police officer who was a shooter from outside the house shooting through the curtains. Yeah, he didn't wow. even see what he was shooting. That's yeah. insane. I mean, yeah. that's that's scary. Yeah, you yeah. Know? that's crazy, and that that should not be happening. Yeah, I I I, I suspect that that's probably not something that's going on very often in. Uh, in, in a lot of areas in South Carolina, but I think that it's something that we always need to be uh, at least acknowledge that it happens somewhere. It could happen here. Right. So, uh, sorry, no, no, I was just uh, going to say that police having police having proper training as well as, and and again, I think I think it also there's there's got to be a, uh, a a defined line as to what the police responsibility is when it comes to policing or law enforcement because, you know, we we have state troopers here in in South Carolina that enforce the highways. I, I, I guess in, in that situation, I don't understand why we see so often uh, county sheriff's office also enforcing the highways or doing traffic stops for, for situations that that's not, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'd have to look at a decree to, to well, see sometimes what's Sometimes their defined. jurisdiction overlaps, right? Yeah. So we'll have highway patrol, sheriff's office, and then even a city, you know, police department. And sometimes the jurisdiction is a little bit overlapping. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. in an instance of that very kind of thing happening, I, years ago, I was coming home from work and I was working the night shift. So I came home at like three o'clock in the morning. I came across a car in the ditch that clearly wrecked into the ditch. Yeah. So I pulled over and I was like, oh God, I hope they're okay. And it was a woman passed out against the steering wheel and the car was all messed up. And I was like, oh my God. So I, I drove instantly to the gas station where I knew a police officer was always there. And I got him and we came and he was like, well, I can't get into the vehicle. We're going to wait for highway to get here. Yeah. And it took like an hour. Like, oh wow! Are we okay That's with this woman time. sitting in there? Yeah. She's in danger. Right. But he was probably scared, right? Yeah. Thinking, I can't do this. Somebody told me I can't do yeah. it, so I'm not yeah. going to do it. And yeah. that's that's the thing. It's like the support system that they have, the training that they yeah. have, the infrastructure within these agencies. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not giving them exactly. It's only like what three they or need. six months, or what is it? Training, police training? No. Oh, I'm not even sure. Uh, I, don't I don't think it's that. I think it's not. It's not very long. It's not very long, but and they're, they're young. You yeah. know, I mean, mm-hmm. some of the I, I don't mean to sound like younger. an old lady, but no. some of the new new recruits are so young, and they're mm-hmm. and and a lot of them are fresh out of the military, right? Like right. Uh, for for a lot of a lot of the police departments around town here in Columbia, that that's almost all they look for is they look for somebody because military uh, background, yeah, know somebody the, that knows how to shoot, and uh, which I don't know that that should be the ultimate prerequisite for, for hiring a sheriff's deputy is, is he knows how to handle a gun. Are you good in a sticky situation? Can you, can you talk someone off a bridge? Yeah. Don't do it. It is bridge jumping season. I'd like to just point that out. Really? When it's hot? <laughs> what is bridge jumping season? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Please, yeah, yeah, please, please enlighten me. Can't just get away with dropping that. So if you, if you live anywhere near the coast, like people jump off of bridges into the, into the rivers and, and, and tributaries around, uh, the the all the time in really? August you yeah, all, like, oh yeah you always see August time I, to go jumping. you always see you always see a report that you know two people pass two people's bodies were found after whatever because they're stupid are they thrill seek oh you saying you're talking thrill yeah. seekers you're not yeah. saying people trying oh, to no, kill yeah, themselves no, no, no. it's oh, not okay. like oh it's Tuesday oh. Thir- it's Tuesday at <laughs> five let's like, go weird. what do you know <laughs> yeah, about I, the killing season I thought season? we were gonna get dark I didn't know it at least if it doesn't end it'll be nice water well speaking of bridges you know this weekend the Ravenel Bridge got shut down by some fast cars some chargers some challengers they blocked off both both sides of the bridge and had cars doing donuts in the middle of it 
On purpose? Like on purpose. For filming? Or yeah, yeah, for filming. Yeah. Oh, what, what are they filming? Well, no, they it was a car oh, a car, car group gotcha. blocked gotcha. off one side wow. and then another one I blocked off the side and so the cars could do donuts in the middle of the Ravenel Bridge. Well now you're allowed to shoot everyone involved with that with a, a beanbag gun. See, I, I thought you were <laughs> well, going to say that. they couldn't get were, there because I, the it, yeah, everything was blocked. Yeah. So you gotta think Saturday. In yeah, Charleston? At least, at least nobody's yeah. going to the beach on a Saturday Jeez. in the summer, right? I thought you were going to bring up like a, they're oh. filming Fast and the Furious. Oh, 10. no. You would thought you would have thought it was. You know how you get them off that bridge? You just start throwing marbles from a helicopter <laughs> at the cars. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> and it just ruins them all. Or, or, or eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin the paint. Yeah, exactly. It's all done. So you're, 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 you're here on a week which follows the week that we saw the president's Mar-a-Lago home get... Uh, right. uh, raided by the FBI. I say raided, searched. Searched. It didn't feel like it was much of a raid. I haven't Fox seen. Fox News says it's a raid. Raided sounds different. Right, exactly. Yeah. Did they kick it the door down or no? No, no, no. They knocked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, that's not a raid. We it was a knock warrant. Paper that says it, yeah, we right. Come inside. Right. Well, your experience, you've, you've, you've looked at warrants. Yep. You've, you've, you've uh, I guess, how would you describe the, the your experience with warrants and, and researching them? So, in Florida, where, when I was a prosecutor, right. what would happen were would be the police officers that wanted to get into something, whether it's a house, a car, apartment, whatever it is, a business, they come to the prosecutor's office and, you know, you sit down with them and you review the warrant and it has to be specific, right? In mm -hmm. scope. It can't just be, hey, we want to get into this guy's place because yeah. mm -hmm. we heard, you know, that yeah. he might have <laughs> drugs. Um, it has to be super specific. It's Florida. Everybody has drugs. Right? I'm like, yeah, of course he does. Um, but it has to be specific. It has to name exactly the premise that they're going for. Um, and if it's not specific enough, the judge will deny it. And right. so the judge is the ultimate person that, that approves it and signs off on it. So right. I am positive that Mar-a-Lago's search warrant was very specific, yeah. despite what the entertainment channel of Fox is telling you. Correct. Cause I don't, I really don't consider them news anymore. They're not. Um, and we could get into news versus entertainment. <laughs> Their news adjacent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. News adjacent. Um, but I mean, I'm sure if it's if it's a warrant to get into a place like that with a profile that, that he has yeah. and, and it was going to be splashed all over the news, the specificity has to be there. There there has to be yeah. probable cause for them to be looking into what they're looking into. Yeah. Well, well apparently they said he stole uh, missile codes. Well, yeah, the documents. Uh, that, no. Well, he was working from home. Cool. Yeah. After, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, after he, he no might, longer had the job, take these. Well, let's, let's, he didn't have the codes like I can touch him right now, but because they definitely <laughs> they they scrapped those. Remember, twenty four had a whole like little thing about that. Yeah, yeah that was different. 24. Yeah, that was different. That was a but they I were know, trying to sell the codes. About. Remember? Yeah, but that was they were they were they were required codes for like specific launchers. These we're not talking about like the silos in Wisconsin that that ah, can launch. Well, and you can the whole thing just we can level it out. It is. Donald Trump does not think the law applies to him. Right. And the law applied to him in this situation right. finally. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't like it. And, and then they, they had Don Jr. not to go off on anything, but saying like someone was offering on Fox News to buy him dinner. He was like, they offered me to buy me dinner because they felt so bad how the U.S. government's treating my father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and dinner's going to help. Yeah. And he's just going, <laughs> never that hungry, but I'll take a dinner. <laughs> Come on, guy. Like it's, it's just, it's a, it's like, it's not news. I, no. I liked I liked uh, Colbert's uh, take on it where it was, but it was from the perspective of Eric Trump. He's like, "Hey, Dad, did you find uh, did you find the note I sent to you where I told you I was very proud of you?" <laughs> <laughs> no, son, they didn't find it. it. Was on the fridge, not in the safe. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right. It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I really think, and you know. 
Trump has a good reason to think the law doesn't apply to him. Correct. He has been slippery this whole entire time. I mean, if it had been any other person, they would have been nailed a couple of times. Oh, yeah. You know, so he has a good reason to have that kind of bravado and that kind of ignorance about him. Which is crazy. Um, But I, you know, it's that Saturday Night Live skit where they're like, we got him. And then, (laughs) you know, nothing ever happens. I I don't want to say we got him. But listen, this sounds... This sounds different. This yeah. feels different. It does feel different. Well, and I I have thoroughly enjoyed the January 6th hearings because oh I, I, I I definitely want them to release that full tape of Josh Hawley, Hawley. running through. And you were saying Hawley. <laughs> I want the audio too where he's like. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. You can hear the echo. You know they got it. <laughs> chambers. <laughs> uh, that, that would, yeah, that's. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. Um, so, uh, born in New Jersey. Yes. You moved to Florida at how old? I moved to Virginia. Virginia. Yep. So I went um, kind of down the coast. The state so for New lovers. Jersey. Yes, you got it. it. The Commonwealth. Mm. The Commonwealth. Uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia for middle school and high school. I went to Virginia Tech. And then oh, after nice. I graduated Tech, I moved down to ACC. Florida. ACC. ACC. Another bird school. Now, uh, you... <laughs> You were at Virginia Tech after the Virginia Tech shooting. Yeah. So I graduated from Tech in 2004. Okay. And the shooting happened in April 2006. Um, My brother was there. I had a lot of friends there, professors that I still kept in touch with that were there. And um, I remember I was working and I... I I heard something that was going on. I finally kind of logged in, zeroed in, and it was really almost like a denial phase right at first because Blacksburg, Blacksburg is awesome. Blacksburg is an amazing place where people gorgeous. You know, things good, good things happen there. Bad things do not happen there, apart from maybe losing a football game to Clemson every once in a while. You know, once they do, (laughs) but nothing serious happens. No one likes to talk about it. It took me a while. <laughs> it took me a while to kind of get the grasp of it. It was early in the morning, and I remember calling my brother, and I actually woke him up. He didn't even know what was going on. Wow. He was living off campus at the time. He was a senior, and I said something terrible has happened. You know, are you okay? What's going on? And he's pissed because it's nine o'clock, and I interrupted his normal sleeping schedule, which was yes. I'm sure until noon. Yeah, um, he wanted to get Starbucks before he called you, right? Yeah. Um, so it just it was tragic. And I just yeah. remember sitting there and watching all these newscasters kind of descend upon my, one of my favorite places yeah. in the world. And, um, for the very, the wrongest of reasons, the, the yeah. worst reasons, yeah. you know, and selfishly, I thought I don't want Virginia tech to be known for this. Right. But then I thought, what a selfish feeling, you know, 32 people are dead and I'm thinking about how Virginia tech is going to be known, you know? And so it was, it was a really weird time and it was just, it was just so sad. Well, um, those are all human feelings to feel period, right, yeah. wrong or different. But, and I guess that brings up a good point too. Where, like, what are your stances on gun control? What, what ideas do you have? So I have a lot of ideas. Um, I'm a mom's demand gun sense candidate, okay. which I'm so happy to get that awesome. recognition. Yeah. Um, and I am also a firm believer in the second amendment. So those two things do not have to be separate, right? Those mm-hmm. two things can be together. They can coexist. That's like um, you mentioned that this isn't a, a fully radicalized on each side. It can exactly. come together and be something. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I feel like responsible citizens should be able to own firearms. Um, I do think that the second amendment has kind of been bastard bastardized in the news a lot. I don't think that people who throw the second amendment around the way that they throw it around really understand what it says. Right. Maybe they haven't read it in a little while. You know, maybe they haven't looked at the actual words in the second amendment, but mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a whole nother topic. Right. But I, I have a real problem with high capacity magazines. You know, I have a real issue with 
those in the hands of 18 year olds who we don't even trust with alcohol. Right. I mean, or cigarettes. Right. You I mean, barely you trust them with cigarettes. cigarettes. Well, yeah. you can't get cigarettes anymore. You got to be 21. Oh, did that change? Or yeah, in the yeah. army? Yeah, or in the army. But yeah, you can't you can't get cigarettes. You have to Wait be twenty one. That's really federal law. Be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they changed it. Yikes. They changed it whenever they did the uh, the vaping. Yeah, oh, the vaping okay, was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't think that that I, I am firmly opposed to any high capacity magazines in any sort of hands of eighteen year olds. I mean, so I think a couple of things need to happen. I I think we need to raise the age. And I think high capacity magazines are really not a civilian tool that, that right. should be in any civilian's tool chest. Right. But I am not coming for Bob's firearm that right. he's had since, you know, maybe his grandfather gave it to him. Keep it, Bob. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Store it properly. You've been responsible. His, right. His name's store not it, Bob. It's store it safely. <laughs> store it safely. Well, I don't want it. The argument over high capacity that I wind up hearing from the other side is that what difference is it going to make? Whether he's a, whether, whether a percent or, or, or someone, someone that's, um, creating victims if if they are able to uh have a high capacity or just multiple magazines and right. i told them the argument is Statistics. you're giving you're giving police officers an opportunity between those changes of magazines exactly. to actually like you know um make make uh, strides to get closer to right. him or to unless you're in out. texas well god wasn't that video awful <laughs> everything's I mean, it, bigger in texas <laughs> that that video made me stick oh, to my i mean I, I i honestly I could hardly watch That's it like, and that's that's the issue, though, right? Yeah. Maybe if they yeah. had thirty seconds mm-hmm. to kind of find their balls and yeah. run in, yeah, that yeah. they could have tried to stop that. Um, well, we fi- we already fixed the, the whole. We know how to stop it now. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene can stop it. Oh, sure, she we, can. We, we figured that out, Correct. right? Because because she she get her gun and she would stop anybody. Would apparently, yeah. What did we decide? She carries a three fifty seven revolver, right? Magnum, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So She's not we just send her on in, and she'll stop it. Cause she had the gall to <laughs> yell at these, like a uh, uh, David Hogg and stuff like that, yelled at them on the streets. Just thinks she knows everything. We're gonna send her and call in MTG. What a nut! Yeah, but I, I don't think that will serve any purpose for our argument because she's clearly going to be in defense. She was in defense of Kyle Rittenhouse. She she's was proving in def- her hypothesis. Is what we're it, doing. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I got that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it. Correct. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think in in most. Do you act- think? Speaking of Kyle, do you think? If you was the prosecutor, you could have got him. I would like to think so. That's I really would. I, I, you know, I watched that trial Correct. because um, my husband—that was the Kenosha, Wisconsin yeah. one. Mm-hmm. My husband's from Racine, yeah, and it's really just twenty minutes from Kenosha, and um, he was interested in it too. And as as prosecutors, we were both watching it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that there were a couple of strategic decisions that. I may not have made. Um, I really hate being Monday morning quarterback on sure. any, no, no, any, no, no, no. any think, trials. But I, I mean. I, I, I think that creates a scenario where we don't see those mistakes made. Because I, I, I. Yeah, you I, learn from their mistakes. So yeah, I, I recognize thing. one of the things that I, I could not believe they went after him with. And just as a start was the fact that he was an 18 year old transporting firearms across state lines. Correct. Like, why was that? Why was that not part of the trial? Why I, did they put all of their eggs in one basket? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Like, Ultimately, I get to, so so Kyle Rittenhouse is now free and clear of murdering two people, three people. I think the third one died, uh, but he's he's now free and clear of this. There's no double jeopardy, I and mean, he can't he can't be charged with it again. Nope. He's been right. acquitted. So it's and sometimes what you don't see, what the public doesn't see, and I don't know if this happened in yeah, this yeah. case, but at a prosecutor's office, you you get pressure from a lot of sources, right? And yeah. and you kind of get told what 
charges you should file or what charges you should bring to the grand jury or how you should proceed on something. And at the end of the day, a lot of the prosecutors are state employees, right? Right. Or elected officials. Right. And so there's always somebody that you're answering to and that you're having to please. And it's hard to kind of do your own thing where as a defense attorney, you can do what you want. Want. Right. Right. I mean, you're a defense attorney. You do, you sing, you dance, you, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you can make it rain. You do whatever you (laughs) want in there to get your client off. Off. Correct. And, and you're kind of adherent to some agenda uh, to some degree. Correct. Absolutely. If you're stepping on somebody's toes, you're like, not that. Yeah. Right. So do that. Before, before we take a break, the last question I'll ask about Kyle Rittenhouse is if you had been his lawyer, would you have got him acting classes before the cry? <laughs> um, you know what's funny? He did the job though, right? Like yes. I, somehow he it did the job. Yes. They convinced somebody. So yes. Can so I, I don't know. And I don't know because I think it was a judge that gave him the tissue on top of that. Like, here you go. Like, okay. like it was a little like everybody was like, oh, the judge feels for him too. Hell, right. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, the judge's actions in that in that very, trial were very disappointing. I didn't understand it. I, it. I no, they were mind blowing, yeah. actually. I mean, where any judge I've ever been lucky enough to be in front of, be in front of is so impartial. I mean, they do not. They don't do anything, body language, passing mm-hmm. tissues, nothing yeah. that would give anybody a perception that they're have any feelings, right? Yeah. They're just there. They're there. Yeah. And that's what, they, that's what they need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Last question. Did Johnny Depp get enough? <laughs> I literally was going to be like, 20 million. Let's get down to the real trial. Right? I watched that, but I, got, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that one. I was like, all right, what's this, what's this lady doing? What's Johnny looking like? How's Amber's hair today? You know, I mean, that was, that I looked at with very surface stuff, but you know, I wasn't, and again, I hate to be this Monday morning quarterback, but I wasn't really impressed with the legal team um, yeah. for oh. her. Either oh no, nah, that. They like, that was an interesting choice. But I can't believe that somebody someone didn't, I can't believe someone didn't talk the County into upgrading the cameras for this thing. Like they needed right. like, 4K cameras yeah. in there for All this trial. All you had to do was pay Johnny. Johnny would have had them cameras right there. Johnny would have got it done. <laughs> well, all of a sudden he's up and have a mega pint. Actually yeah. bring the ones from Pirates of the Caribbean in here. Right. <laughs> you have Jerry <laughs> Bruckheimer in there filming the trial. I, you know what? That, I'd, I'd pay to watch that. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Glenn Beck's doing the soundtrack. <laughs> hey, look, he's there, but he's got his eyes painted, but he's really asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that I would be perfect. And lastly, Alex Jones... $40 million, right? Speaking 40. of the worst lawyers in the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Have you ever? Intentional, right? You know, yeah. I mean, client. their mistake. It had to, uh, it had to have been. But and I don't even blame end. them. Like, <laughs> I this thought, is somebody with an agenda. I, I truly I thought they were defending him. I thought they were defending him up until that point because I I saw, you know, there, there, little, there were little like, things here and there, but uh, like, but as soon as they got to the last day of the trial and he was like, here's, here's your, all of your text messages for the last two years. And you Yikes. lied under oath. And he had right. to wait what, 10 hours or whatever it was. How, how long did he have to wait to like bring it in? 10 days, 10 days. Yeah. Right? 10, 10 days. Yeah, he, yeah. well, he gave it 10 days. Is that, is that a requirement? Do they I don't ha- know? So mm. yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand this. Like, I think what he did was he basically said, Hey, you guys sent me this information. Here's I'm, I, I don't, I don't, this is way too big of an advantage. People, hey. You do have to, if you if you are an attorney and you feel like you've gotten something inadvertently that was yeah. not supposed to come to you, you do have to tell the other side, yeah. right? You have to say, listen, ethically, I'm supposed to tell you that you 
you got you gave this to me and you shouldn't have, right? Jeez. I just imagine. And they were probably like, oh shoot, we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Saturday Night Live skit. Please don't look at page 17. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know the parents lawyer was like, and you have five, four, three, two, one to tell us. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm done. No, Risky I, move though. I mean, they yeah, could, this crazy. could be disbarment. You oh, know? Absolutely. I mean, this is, that's the thing I fear for them is that that as as defense lawyers, there's a potential. I mean, and it was a civil, it was a civil suit. It wasn't like the government right, was coming after right. him for I think they should, but mm-hmm. uh, but this this was basically the parents going after him because he can't stop saying bullshit right. about it's Sandy slander. Hook, and it has caused them legitimate distress. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because it is so messed up. And I mean, I keep telling this man stop playing with Michael Jackson every week, and he keeps playing. <laughs> They're gonna come for him like they came for Alex Jones. You're I'm right. You're you. gonna be next. <laughs> all right, we'll take. I'll throw that allegedly behind all of it. <laughs> We'll take a quick, yeah, that, that gets you. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. This is the All About Nothing podcast. We're in here with Carla LaTrenta, the District 66 nominee for the Democratic Party, uh, South Carolina House District 66. So we'll be right back. All right, Nothingers, I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey everyone, I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, ThePaintedMoment.com. That's ThePaintedMoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well now, there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit ThePaintedMoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. ThePaintedMoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. ThePaintedMoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. ThePaintedMoment.com. What is a vaccine? What is a virus? What is a mask? What's a Sasquatch? These are all valid questions, and to answer them in one breath, prevention, potentially deadly, potentially life-saving, and don't be stupid. Look, the coronavirus from 2019 has caused a global pandemic that continues to ravage our planet, leaving victims and survivors. But you can do your part. In the United States, as well as most countries around the world, the COVID-19 vaccine is available at little to no cost. Regardless of your politics, this virus has the potential to cause irreparable harm to you and vulnerable family members and friends. We have an opportunity through the efforts of medical science to balance the scales against this disease and its variants. And look, I don't understand how the vaccine works, even though I've heard it described countless times by countless experts. And even though none of that makes any sense to me, I do recognize that the money and effort spent on the vaccine has not been wasted. And it's not a global positioning transmitter being embedded in your arm. You're holding that in your hand, listening to this. So get the vaccine. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Hell, protect the guy standing behind you waiting on his Taco Supreme and nacho fries. Let that be the reason his organs shut down. 
For more information, visit covid19.nih.gov for actual science information. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences for music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803 803- 243-2302 or emailing gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com That's gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com You can find links in the friends of the pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com Hi, this is Matt Villardabo, candidate for South Carolina House of Representatives, District 26 and you're listening to the All About Nothing Podcast. All right, welcome back to the All About Nothing Podcast. I am Barry Gruber, Zach King, Trent Clark. You're joined by Carla LaTrenta. Thank you very much for being here. She is the Democratic nominee for House District 66 here in South Carolina. Um, we'll put it in the show notes, but we're going to link all of your campaign, uh, whether it's social media, uh, as well as your campaign website. And uh, you'll also be able to find uh, details on how you can donate to the campaign. Because one thing that I have found out from Democratic candidates in South Carolina, they do not like asking for money. Mm. <laughs> True story. I, I will ask for money. Oh, okay. Thank you. For other people. I, I won't ask for well, it for was, me. Judd was asking for money, so I'm uh, at least I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And Judd, Judd, Judd's good about using, well, his social media team is good about making sure to go out there and do that. Uh, let's give Judd some credit. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying, but but it's good to have, you, you can always have that sale fail safe of being oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not me asking for money. It's I'm me just, asking someone else to ask you to ask. I'm going to blame money. you guys for any bad tweets that come out of me. <laughs> That's cool. Solid strategy there. Like, he he has all our faces on the thing of his Twitter, so we're good. Oh, I don't have access to the all about nothing Twitter. He revoked it. I did not. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Oh, I'll fix that. He revoked it. My bad. Oh no. I did, I I don't even know how that would happen. I don't, I don't, know know either. I don't think he actually revoked it. It's, it's like just bullshit. It, I just can't access it anymore. It oh well, the password is uh, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It was an dang enigma code that I don't have the enigma machine. I had to resurrect with a Ouija board, Alan Turing, and figure this thing out. Yeah, that's good. So uh, we do we do have Carla in here uh, this afternoon to uh, discuss her campaign. Um, what is one of the issues in District sixty six now, specifically that you think uh, needs to be addressed by the state? Well, you know, our, our district is really great. I have to say that we um, have amazing schools and our infrastructure is okay, but we're growing, right? Charlotte is, has the potential to kind of squash us and take us over. And we don't want that to happen. We right. have a lot of people moving to TKK and Fort Mill from the North um, because they, they recognize that a lot of people can work from wherever they want, right? right? They want better weather. They want better taxes. So we have a really great thing going um, and I don't want to see it squandered. I don't want to see it trampled. I don't want to see it just kind of all of the great resources that we have kind of just let out because we have such an influx of people coming in. So I think, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are retaining the quality of life uh, for the reasons why people want to come there. And yeah. our schools are, are really kind of the best, one of the best school districts in the state. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we're, we're keeping it that way because I just saw recently that people were talking about a shortage of teachers. I don't think there's a shortage of teachers. I think there's a shortage of qualified teachers. Right. And I think that there are 
um, less incentives for people that are on the job to stay on the job right. and not be home with their own families or right. go into another profession. Um, and so I want to make sure that I make keep what's what our area has going for it and make sure that our resources are allocated in the way that our schools still get the money that they need, that our roads still get the money that they need. Our, our roads can improve. Listen, we're in South Carolina. What, what districts roads can't improve? Right. Um, but I want to make sure that, you know, the qualities that we have in TKK and Fort Mill just stay there. And, and it keeps right. being the reason why people moved there, you know, those need to keep up. Right. Um, I think a lot of that is just good planning sometimes because uh, if, when it comes to some of the areas around here, we've seen such an expanse like the Irmo area or, yeah. or, or Chapin. On, yeah. Chapin. As we see now, um, you look at, you look at some of that growth and you just look at it and you go, why didn't we plan better for that? Right. Because it happens so quickly. And then everyone just sitting there kind of scratching their heads mm-hmm. thinking, Oh, how did that happen? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I can kind of see that happening and I want to make sure that we stay on top of it and we do what we need to do. Uh, up in TKK, do y'all have an influx of people from Ohio and Michigan coming down? You know what? I feel like it's more Chicago area okay. mm. and New York. Huh. So you're okay. getting the, the Chicago and New York people and we're stuck down here on this side of Chapin. <laughs> Correct. With the Michigan and Ohioans. Correct. I think that's it. Michiganders. 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 They yeah, love it down here, man. That's at least what I've seen lately. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, my my mom's side of the family is all Michiganders, so I feel like that there's a there's shout a, out to Miss King. There's a there's a little bit of a tie in there with your uh, with the the ganders and a, is it geese geese or gander? You a gander uh, of geese is more than one. Yeah, it's uh-huh. more than one. <laughs> Why did you use that X? A murder of crows. We're gonna keep going down this road. <laughs> geese are the worst. A, ba- a congress of baboons. <laughs> it's what they're called. I didn't know the baboon one. Oh yeah, me neither. I yeah, knew yeah. the murder from Schitt's Creek. Oh well, I, I see. That's I I, I found out about murder. Uh, that was from uh, okay, Justified. Uh, okay. The last season of Justified was a murder of crows, yeah. and it was the crow family. I realize there's a good possibility Holy that crap. nobody understands that reference. I do. I don't. Fantastic show. Justified. Oh, easily make some shows now. Easily, easily one of the best shows that I have ever seen. Okay, it's got uh, it. Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Thank you. Yeah, if I was a casting director, Timothy Oliphant would literally be in everything that I did. Killed it in the um, book of... Well, not Wouldn't book. be in the business long, sir. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> the Mando. Dude. Oh, yeah. He basically played Raylan Givens yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was good. Um, want to talk about some of your uh, women's rights issues that sure. you want to you take it. Um, you have a history uh, with... Um, I, if, if you want to talk about it, but yeah. uh, with uh, reproduction... Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wife and I, we did IVF and we had twins. Okay. Um, and there is obviously an issue in this state because, uh, we're seeing the, the, basically the working through of the passage of the, uh, heartbeat bill. Right. 5399. And the, I guess science doesn't seem to play a role very much when it comes to laws in South Carolina. And I think having a more diverse uh, uh, population in the House and in the Senate would tend to lean more towards potentially recognizing science. Um, and I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to play off of the idea that, you know, if, if you're religiously tied to this idea that every baby needs to be saved, but that's not, that's not the intent of allowing abortion. It's 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 recognizing that that just happens to be part of women's health. Um, so in in respect to that, 
Uh, I believe that there's a good possibility we're going to wind up seeing the passage of this bill before you all as elect, newly elected are going to be able to have an effect on that. Um, you're right. But there's ways of, of working around that. So when you take office, when you take office, <laughs> I like that. Um, what is, how, how do you, how do you, how do you plan on attacking this? So I think that really people need to share their stories. Women need to share their stories and they're hard stories to share. Um, you know, I have had a very complicated fertility history. Um, I had a really late, late term pregnancy loss at 36 weeks with my first child, wow. a daughter. Um, and it was, it, it, you know, I mean, it, it was terrible. It was an experience that I've, I, I don't wish on anybody. Obviously I can't, I can't tell you kind of what that, how that shaped my, the rest of my life and how that shaped, how it affected um, my marriage and how it affected my relationship with friends and family um, and how it affects me now as a mother to my sons. Yeah. Um, but what it did do was bring myself and myself and my husband into a group called Kindermorn, which is a therapy organization that really directs its efforts at parents who lose children, whether they're pregnant, you know, they, they have suffered pregnancy losses or they lose, lose children in any other way. And I was privileged and honored to be able to sit around tables and share stories with other parents who have had the worst situations thrown at them, right? There, there were parents that were pregnant for their first time. And at 28 weeks, a doctor comes in and tells them that their fetus is not viable with life mm. for whatever reason, that the brain isn't forming, that the livers aren't forming, that the lungs aren't forming. And that, you know, if they carry to term, the baby is going to suffer and die right. shortly after right. yeah. being birthed. And the woman, the mom, not a woman, the mom, the mom is going to have to carry a child for nine months knowing this. Mm. I mean, living with this and yeah. understanding this. And, and that's just something that just shouldn't happen. So I really think that that sharing stories needs to happen because I can't imagine that with some of the things that McMaster says and with some of the things that these house um, members say, do they know any women like me? Do they know right. any women right. who have had these situations happen where it's like, all we want to do is have children. Yeah. We are not do using abortion as birth control, right. right? We are, are, I mean, we are desperate for children yeah. and yet still abortion as a healthcare procedure has to be used. Yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, people can have their moral belief. People can have their sure. religious beliefs. People can have their own personal beliefs that are not tied to moral or religion. And if you don't want to end a ter terminate a pregnancy, don't. Right. To you. Right. right. But to have somebody in Colombia mandating and stepping in mm -hmm. between you, your family member, your partner, and your doctor is absurd. And yeah. I cannot believe, I say this every time I talk about it, but I cannot believe that this has become, you know, such a of reality in right. 2022. Right. It, it pains me. So just sharing stories. I mean, even yesterday at the House Judiciary Committee, one of the representatives, and he's a Republican, and now I forget his name, but he said a doctor called him and shared a story, and it was a tragic story. And he said, now I, I, I'm, I can't, I can't even vote on this bill. Wow. Now, I would have loved for him to vote. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, that would have been a little that, bit of a yeah. better, better punch. That was your opportunity. You aren't uh, that. So I'd right. rather stay that, silent than vote. That's, yeah. That's mm -hmm. one of those arguments. It's kind of a bite without teeth, right? right. It's like. That's one, huh. of those, that's one of those arguments that that when I hear someone say something like, like and usually a man, um, about how, you know, abortion's wrong. We got to save every child, that sort of thing. And then when you ask them questions like, well, what if it was your daughter? Right. So let's say your daughter 
on her way home from a movie winds up getting attacked and raped and then is pregnant now. And then you find out the person that attacked and raped them, oh, was their brother. Or, you know, like, like let's just, let's let's create a scenario. It doesn't that you'll have to be their brother, just somebody that... But she didn't but, choose to have a baby with. But make it. But you you have to you have to almost shock them into the idea that what they've considered to be like normal for them yeah. is is absurd. And right. you, it's so. Uh, I am. I, it's I, a miracle. We can't terminate a miracle. No, the birth of a baby is a miracle. Yes. I will I will give no, it to it you. Is. The amount yes. the amount that so a woman has that, to that, go that's, through that's in order. Yeah, I know. But yeah. the the amount that a woman has to go through to go from being pregnant through the pregnancy all yeah. the way to giving birth and and just the sheer just violence that goes on with that. <laughs> that yeah. they, I, I I cannot imagine a scenario where I in some sort of form of power look at someone look at a woman and go no you're going to have to carry that unwanted baby for the it's rest insane. of. Especially because thinking about of, ages too, right? Like right. they were talking about, okay, you're saying women, what defines a woman, right. you know? Mm. So this 10 year old, 11 year old, 12 year old girls that are able to get pregnant, they're getting pregnant. Their bodies will be destroyed. Their reproductive systems could be ruined forever. Yeah. Right. What's the sanctity of life if, if, you, if, right. if you're talking in that situation, yeah. right? So you're forcing them to have a child that could very well kill them, that could very well ruin their chance of ever having, you know, any sort of healthy children after that Correct. at an age that would be much more appropriate mm-hmm. to start a family. Yeah. But it's all in the name of preserving the sanctity of life. And yeah. and with IVF, right? I mean, this is the scary road we're going down. Right. Because you're right. Eight, the House Bill 5399 will probably be said and done by the time I'm in. But they're starting to talk about life starting at conception. Well, you know very well because you're a former IVF patient. Yeah. And I hope you don't mind me saying no, patient. No, no, no. But, no, you no. know, you and your wife. Um. I don't know if you have embryos. I have three embryos still. We had and we had ten. Um, that's we had, a lot. We had we had ten great A plus embryos. That's amazing. Two of yeah. Well, wow. so I, mean, I I don't care who knows it. I'm fucking sterile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked in radio. I've gone through chemo. I so like I, I my swimmers they they're they're not they're not numerous and they don't know which direction they're going. They need some help. Scientifically, they don't have the end cap, the protein cap needed to to impregnate. So your your your, your sperm isn't like uh, look who's talking. They're not. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember the but, first part of it. But through IVF, we were able to create ten uh, healthy preg- uh, healthy embryos. Right. Uh, I actually, my wife and I gave the other eight up for adoption. Um, that's amazing by the way. I just yeah. want to say that Barrett. That's- well, it, it was, it, it was, it was an easy decision because we knew we didn't want to have any more children or right. we knew we weren't going to have any more children. We, we just financially it's, it's taxing, but, mm-hmm. um, but the, the idea of, of giving those up was not an easy decision and going through the legal procedure of giving them away was, was not, was not, it was not made comfortable. Right. Um, but it was your decision. Yeah, exactly. Yours and your wife's. Well, and ultimately I, while I was while I was happy with the decision we made because that meant that those embryos could go on, um, I was I was afraid for as a Catholic I was I was in fear of what those embryos would be because one of the things that Catholicism teaches us is that you know these are these are lives right and you know science and things like that has no part in the 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 creation of life I mean no has rationale. everything to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has everything to do with the creation of life but we so. That was that was a difficult decision, but ultimately it was I left it up to my wife because I I I'm not going to force anyone to be pregnant. Right, that's absurd. I know, and it's a hard decision, and it's hard. I mean, I remember when we got the paperwork. There are certain things that you have to say even before you start the process, Mm. and having those conversations with my husband was hard enough. If I had an outside 
authority figure telling me what I have to do with my embryos. Uh, no. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm nervous. Honestly, I have three embryos. They're in North Carolina. They're stored in North Carolina, which is, you know, better than a little here. bit left leaning state, a little right. bit more left. leaning. But still, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder and think what's next. What's next. No one thought Roe was touchable, right? All yeah. of those Supreme court justices that got on the bench and lied through their teeth saying that it was precedent and it was well-established. No one thought Roe was touchable and Roe was touchable. Yep. And now, you know, what is coming down the pike is, is my concern. So even if House Bill 5399 is in, when I become elected, I'm going to share my story. I will shout it from the rooftops. I will bring in women who I know. I will bring in women who reach out to me, families who reach out to me, men who reach out to me, whoever, to tell their stories and make these concepts, make these thoughts real for people and make them see what they're actually doing, what their law, like what their laws mean in reality because right. they are not doctors. They are not, I mean, it, it's just absurd to me. So that's really what I want to do. I think one of the aspects of it that drives me insane is that you do have uh, a certain sect of um, right-leaning, extremely right-leaning um, evangelical stuff that will put out movies and propaganda oh, yeah. about just demonizing the entire process, period. And someone who knows no better that doesn't really have a, an opinion oh, could watch a... They're in, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Done. Watch yeah. a movie and be like, oh, my God, they put babies in blenders when they're two months born. Like, that kind of crap. So I was at Walgreens mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I was printing out some campaign material. And I had my baby, my nine-month-old, and I went to the photo place to, to get my pictures and my postcards. And the woman was so nice. Oh, your baby's gorgeous. She was buttering me up. Oh, that's all you have yeah. to tell me. And I'm, right. I'm like oh, pretty yeah. happy, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, so then she says, what's all this for? And so I'd say, oh, this is for my campaign. Great. What are, are you What are you running for? I tell her. She goes, are you running as a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> it shouldn't be. I said, what difference does it make? All right, I'm ready for this. I'm running, for, I'm running as a Democrat. She looks at me. She goes, you know what I don't like about Democrats? I said, no, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. <laughs> Isn't their brains and that they work? <laughs> right. Lots of things. She goes, they, they. <laughs> Those people. Want to make abortion legal at nine months pregnancy. That's never huh. been you should be like, yeah, we do. <laughs> Where do you think I'm taking this one? Let's go. So in defense, uh, not not to defend her realistically, but in, in defense, in <laughs> defense, yeah, exactly. In defense of that particular woman, I had a friend who, for his college the, his college paper in psychology, was trying to argue why abortion should be allowed up to the age of 18. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so, well, that brings the definition. I brought you in this world. I can take you out. You yeah, know? yeah, right. Called it, that's called murder. Pun- yeah, that's <laughs> capital punishment. And certain, like I don't know. Yeah. Did you correct her? So I, I was like flabbergasted, right? Because again, I'm, I'm just in line. I'm just trying to check out. You told me my baby was cute, so I kind of fell for you. But now I'm yeah. over you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we and have then, time. Google it. But she show keeps me, going. Me, I said, okay, well, let me tell you, because here you are in front of a Democrat, you know, and I'm here to tell you, I do not believe that. No Democrat that I have ever spoken with believes that. And I don't know where you're getting that information from. Can you tell me? You know, well, it's just well known. That's her response. <laughs> and that's the sad thing. You know, that's the scary thing. And I and I don't I don't want to say this at the risk of sounding elitist or like I'm I know everything and they don't know anything, but there are a lot of people that will buy, totally buy into what the entertainment channel of Fox is selling them. Yes. And what Tucker Carlson and Tucker Tucker Carlson likes Mm -hmm. are telling them. And they will not for one second stop and think, who's telling me this? 
What's the source? What's their angle? What's their motivation? Do I need to check this out? Right? I mean, nobody, they'll just listen to these crazy things like aborting fetuses at nine months is just standard and we're doing it left, right, and center. And it's a terrible thing. I mean, that's actually what she was accusing me of was essentially murder, standing behind murdering babies. And I was pissed, you know, and I, and then she went one for, I can't believe you have this beautiful child and you can be a, a Democrat. I said, he is exactly why I'm a Democrat. Yeah. Right. That's exactly why What's, I'm a Democrat. And I, I mean, it's just, but it's, but it's yeah. preposterous to me yeah. what people will believe. And I, I try to go around and refrain from thinking someone's an idiot, but when you meet someone like that, you're like, it's hard. It's hard. You, you, you're too far gone. There's no coming back. That's you, it. But you're it, frequenting the wrong locations. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, and, and now I do go to CVS. Separation. <laughs> that sounds elitist. Separation of church and state though. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's like reverse now. Like just like Roe got yeah. reversed. It's like separation of church and state is being reversed now. Like they're, oh, like, yeah. they're saying with, like with we a vengeance. Have, yeah, like we mm-hmm. y'all have to believe this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's in well, the Bible. It's indoctrination, yeah. though. Yes. I mean, it's and that's really church. what's scary because they're 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 aiming for people that are susceptible to indoctrination. Right. And yeah. you know, that's what this crew um of crew is that a nice enough word? Yeah, crew we call them crew. Folks. This gaggle. Folks, <laughs> yeah. That's what this gaggle has kind of fallen into. And Gander. I, I think that's, yeah, oh, there we go. I, but I think that's why it's very important to support organizations like the ACLU and the FFR of the Freedom from Religion Foundation because they will call people on their BS and somebody's got to keep somebody in check. Correct. I know. Period. Whether, whether it's the left or the right, if you're going to cross a legal boundary, a lot of people are, scared to say anything about it because it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. People, there's there's religious organizations, churches and stuff that break the Johnson Amendment 24-7. Yeah. Constantly. And there's only a select group of uh, other agencies that will come in and say something and stop, stop it. Right. Yeah. And it's not because, hey, you're religious and we're going to, like just crap all over you. You're breaking the law. Yeah. There's another reason, right? Yeah. And hey, it, wake up. But then they go like persecution. Ah, it's like, dude, that ain't it. <laughs> that it's ain't just, it. It's just hard sometimes to keep track of the backlash, you know, the, the whiplash, I should say. Oh, getting, yeah. Okay. Now this is good. Just like the cops, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you, we're not defunding the police. The cops are amazing. Oh wait, they, they raided Mar-a-Lago. Hold on. Yeah. Let's think about this. Uh, Who are these? Defund the FBI now. Exactly. <laughs> this isn't. This doesn't seem right. So it's just such a such a whiplash when you're fighting for whatever happens to be convenient for you at the yeah. time. You know. I, I agree with it till it disagrees with me. I have mm-hmm. I've I've written now two it. two blog posts on our Facebook about specifically in in, in I've with, seen that. with the with the idea that that I'm tired of of allowing people to not recognize that they've been duped. A lot of people said very well said on. Yeah, a lot of comments. Um, the scariest thing I'm, you'll ever face in the world is the truth. I'm a literary artist. It was pretty nice. You wrote it real nice. <laughs> Can't wait to read this. It was in all caps, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but essentially, essentially, the idea is that I, I'm, I'm, you know, just because you heard it on Facebook or just because you heard it on Fox News. Look, Fox News has had to go in front of lawyers and and judges and say, look. We recognize That's that we are. This is an entertainment value. Yeah. These are characters that Tuck we are to do it. Yep. Yeah, but but then they go back on their show and like what we said on t what we said in the courtroom that was all bullshit. It's We're doubling like, down. Yeah, it's, it's the double yeah. down mentality that I had never really seen before the Trump era, and it was probably there. You know, maybe I wasn't paying attention to it, but it got louder. And, it did, and it's just like wait, you think I'm wrong? I'm going to tell you why I'm 100%. Now I'm 200% right. Now I'm 300% right. You're like, wait, that doesn't exist. Everybody it's the just, Alex Jones effect. Everybody just right. You know what I'm saying? Until until they somebody sues Fox somebody News. Somebody has to call you on yeah, it. Yeah, they have to. I never realized how susceptible people were to BS. I know. And it's just like, 
oh, if anybody else would have said that, yeah, you would have called. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also that yep. that lets you know even like how back in the day used to be. There, whenever it wasn't social media, like yeah. the news was yeah, yeah, lying yeah. to yeah, us twenty four seven. Well, you get what I'm saying? No, like no, it's, it, it, a lot of it too. Like even when she, like like family members would be like, uh, shootings never happened when I was growing up. Oh, they you were just, happening. You they just, just didn't, didn't easily it. know right. about it, right? Like the dude who was shooting shooting kids, the sniper guy, and it took a, it did happen. You yeah. just now that you know about it, then you then you dig into easily connectable. You don't get instantaneous right. news well, like you do now. And then when you look at one thing, how it just automatically feeds you to other yes. other other like type. And then oh, you, you end up on feed of, oh, then God. you end up on freedomeagle.org or whatever. And, <laughs> or the YouTube page and you keep going down the rabbit hole yeah. on YouTube. And Yeah, that's it. And that whole like meme where it's like back in 1998, your parents are like, don't go to these any websites and don't talk to strangers. Flash forward to now, they're like, freedomeagle.com is all about Telling me that lizard right. people are in the, like you're just like whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. that's the website you would have cautioned me against. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you fall down that? Like yeah, you're having to come back and be like the uh, the adult the, now. Yeah, the yes. adult, the responsible person. You're just like all right, we're putting a firewall up, and uh, yeah, that's See the reason now. why. Like she was saying, like Christmases and Thanksgivings, they're not the same because social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're constantly oh. arguing about the same things. Oh, yeah, on social if, media if you don't, year. if you don't walk into a family dinner now with some preconceived notion of what I know everyone what Aunt Janet said thinks. on Facebook yeah, last exactly. summer, and I'm not having it. I, I, I wish that I could have those sit downs with people that were not my family. Though <laughs> y'all are dumb, but these potatoes are banging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do think a pause on a positive note. I've talked to a lot of people in my district since I announced that I was running. And a lot of them have come up to me and said, listen, I'm normally a Republican, mm. but, and then I get that, but, and it's like a shimmer of light. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, and, and whether it's a social issue, whether it's something Trump did, whether it's something they heard on the news that they don't drive with, mm. I see a shift. I feel, I feel a shift. I feel them now kind of thinking I'm going to vote on the issues and not the party. Right. Correct. You know, right. I mean, I, I do think again, there are those that are duped hook bait and sinker. They're in, they're in forever. We're never going to change their minds. But I do think that there's a moderate majority of us that is kind of learning to think about the issues and not critical the, thinking. Right. I know. Again, I don't, I sound like an asshole by saying that. Critical thinking. Test your sides. Do it. But that's it. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, a Republican because your parents were, you don't right. have to be right. a Republican because you voted for Trump. You, we all make mistakes. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm not saying your choice was Fully amazing. Like if you don't think you make mistakes, go look at eight years ago, Facebook posts. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh, it gets yeah. nasty there. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I have had those conversations with people where, you know, it's almost like they're opening up and it's like a kind of a little confession, right? Yeah. Like, mm gotta say when you when you feel like your ideas sound when you feel like (laughs) when you feel like that door is cracked and it's slightly open do you hear the harp noises in the background (laughs) come over to the promised land exactly (laughs) and that's what i'm i'm trying to tell people even in this even in this midterm election number one please vote in the midterms yeah please i mean we know now how important important state government is we know what state politics can do you know and so directly affects you correct and and what the supreme court is doing is looking like they're just trying to give away their power left and right so Mm -hmm. now the states are going to be in charge of a lot of stuff that really matters right so number one go and vote in the state midterm number two know your candidates correct and don't feel obliged to vote for one party or another. You know, I don't think you should go in and get a Dem ticket. I don't think you should go in and get a Republican ticket. Right. And just because you vote for somebody like me does not mean that you have to be like 
Bernie Sanders next intern, okay? <laughs> I don't like, know, I'm buying a Prius trading in the F-150. Bernie, right. earphones, earmuffs, right. earmuffs. Sorry, Just, Bernie. Yeah. You don't have to go home in Thanksgiving and be like, Mom, Dad, I'm a Democrat now. I'm a Democrat now. <laughs> Just Show vote me. for somebody that you want to vote for. You want to vote for a decent yeah. person or do you want to vote and start putting us backwards? Yeah, exactly. vote ideas, it. not parties. Right. Like, just, if a Republican comes and has the best ideas ever and he's like, I'm just really good with budgets, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, right, let's that vote. totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah. This, is, this is necessary. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, all right. I know. Now, since you're a pro uh, prosecutor, yes. what's your marijuana policies? I am all for legalizing marijuana. I mean, I. Fully? I I say fully. Yeah. yeah Recreational. I mean, fully. Okay. Why hold let's, back at this point? Let's skip the step where everyone goes and like my back. Well, <laughs> and also that leads to a lot of administrative BS. Correct. Right. I mean, a lot. When when I was a prosecutor and I prosecuted, especially the misdemeanor marijuana offenses mm -hmm. for like kids, you know, 19 year old, 20 year old, that didn't make me feel good. Yeah. No. That didn't give me like a warm, fuzzy feeling when I went home thinking I really got that 19 year old with that, you know, little baggie of weed. Right. Right. I'll show him. It's 650 in South Carolina. It's messed up, you know, and, and it can affect them for, it can really, really affect them. Oh, yeah. sure. For later in life when they do, their critical thinking is different at that mm -hmm. point. And, um, they think they got a mark and might as might as well keep doing whatever or yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and it can kind of set them on a path that doesn't need to be defined as their path. Right. right. Um, and, you know, we trust we trust people with alcohol. We trust people with cigarettes. Why can't we trust people with marijuana? And I know, I mean, I know why. Big Pharma and, you know, if we started opening the down. floodgates. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But um, my father passed away of cancer, unfortunately. My father-in-law just passed away of cancer. Mm. Both of them had dabbled in the marijuana towards the end because it was the only thing that really gave them relief. And it, wow. it, it, I, So it improved their life, the, the living Correct. conditions that they went. It improved the shitty that's, condition that that's they were all I in. Need. That's all I need. To a certain extent. Yeah. And, you know, it, and I remember my mother-in-law, I hope she doesn't, either listen to this or kill me for saying this, but my mother-in-law like called us. How do I get marijuana? You yeah. know, telling my husband, your dad, I think it'll be the only thing that'll help him. These yeah. pills are tearing up his stomach. He has no appetite. This is terrible. Yeah, he can't correct. sleep. Mm -hmm. And my husband flew up to Wisconsin and you know, they ended up figured stuff out. They figured stuff out, but, but it was yeah. very helpful to him in that situation. And oh. I didn't want my mother-in-law on top of losing her husband mm -hmm. to feel like some sort of common criminal. Right. Correct. Correct. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I had a, totally agree. My mother-in-law's like, hit, another, hit up the prosecutor. So let right? Know we need this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Blue. It's just, yeah. I mean, and, and it's not, it, it's criminalized because of reasons that, again, it will take hours to kind of get into and, and dissect. Yeah. They but want us to still take pills. At this point, Big Pharma is just too, it's they, just control, it's too controlling and it's too powerful and we need to shut it down. We need to get the tax money into South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, why aren't we doing that? Like These roads will be done with hemp. And right, and good. then exactly. you know what else will happen when we legalize the real stuff? Mm. All this synthetic crap. Yeah. Get out of here. We'll get out yeah. of here. You know, I'm not, I don't know Delta 8. I really don't know, know Delta 9 that much, but I know that there are all these things that they're trying to do on a daily basis to make it one, right, one ingredient off of what is actually illegal. Right. And I just don't think that that is productive in any Probably way. Probably not safe. Exactly. No, not yeah. Can't get weed, so I'm doing a uh, potpourri. Diet weed. Salvia. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh I mean, God. come on. Show us some respect. Yeah. Thank you. Show it's us some respect. Show us that we have control. Show us that we can make our decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Yeah. And it's just, like you said, that's the pharma. It's the paper people. It's, it's <laughs> oh, sorry. You don't like uh, capitalism now? 
Right. <laughs> and right. in South Carolina is, you know, yeah. the cops need something to pull you over. We got, a lot, of, we got a lot of farmland here. Let's, uh, yeah, we got a lot, of, a lot of underused farmland. Yeah. We, we don't grow tobacco. We don't grow cotton here anymore. This right. is not a this is not a textile state. Aiken but it still but, grows cotton. But it could be. <laughs> Somewhere along the beach. You can, you can use <laughs> industrialized hemp for unbelievable number of products. I mean, you mentioned roads. Literally, asphalt. Could we could, the roads are built, we're having earthquakes now. Fairly regularly yeah. here in the Midlands, you know. Shout out to Elgin, right? No, is it Elgin? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Elgin Quit Lugo. trying to open the upside down, guys. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so hard sell. Obviously, we can't vote for you, and for the vast majority of our listening audience, they can't. Right. But convince them to to, to donate to your campaign yeah. because ultimately changes in South Carolina politics will have an effect That's it. on politics yeah. all over and, the country. And even right. if our listeners can't vote for you per se, it is great for people like you, candidates like you to come on this show and encourage people to go find that person that is right. running Absolutely. in their district that agrees with them. Ballottopia, scvotes.org. If you put in your name and your address, it will show you a sample ballot. Then you get those names and you research those names. Now listen, yeah, it's going to take you about 10 minutes, okay? But <laughs> yeah. this is the future of our state. These are the laws that you are living under. Right. And even if you're not in my district and you can't vote for me, every dollar that I get is for voter outreach. And you're right, I get, I, I hate asking for money. I really do. But that's why we raise it, right? right Politicians, right. and I'm not raising a million dollars. I don't have any PACs coming and saying, how much can I give you? What's the, you know, yeah. what's yeah. what's the top amount I can give you? What's under big marijuana got to do to get you elected? Exactly. <laughs> but no, every dollar, I mean, just to give you an, an idea to send out a mailer, it's, you know, one round of mailers in my district, which is about 32,000 registered voters, about 16,000 households. Yeah. One round of mailers could cost me $9,000 yeah. easily. Yeah. One round. And you need to touch a voter three, four, five times before they actually remember your name. So this is the type of money that even a state house election needs to be successful. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, my opponent is backed by Ralph Norman. Oh, you know Ralph. Nice. Yeah. And they've got a lot of they've got a lot of money there, um, and a lot of really super uber conservative views. Uber conservative people, which I don't think will serve the people in South Carolina. Not the majority of the people that I've spoken with. You no. Know, maybe the people that are that are loud that we hear from a lot. Yeah. But not not a not the majority of people that are out there in the middle. And I want to encourage the people in the middle that they can actually do something. You know, I, I yeah. also think that sometimes inaction comes from a feeling of I can't do anything. I can't change this. Right. No, there are more of us than there are of them. Yeah. And when I say us, I mean the moderate majority, right? Mm -hmm. right. Common good common sense type people. Right. There are more of us. Yeah. But sometimes they're louder. Yep. So we need to show up. Right. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. it. And ignore the confident, stupid people, as Jim Jeffrey put it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah. speaking of showing up, make sure uh and, and we're gonna give we're gonna give you an opportunity to shout out one more thing at the very end. Uh but um before we get out of here, I do wanna make sure uh you do check your voter registration because yes. I'm gonna keep saying this over and over. States are playing games. Voter registration rolls with with the change of guard in some of these states. We're going to see people getting purged for reasons of uh, they hadn't voted in the last primary or, or things like that. And they like don't have to tell you that it changed. Right. They no. do not have to notify you whatsoever. So go to our website, theallaboutnothing.com. There's a link at the top where you can go and check your voter registration to make sure you're still in there. Uh, also, please, uh, a lot of counties, almost all the counties across the entire state are in need of poll clerks and managers to yes. run these elections because in order for elections to be fair and free and, and everything, there need to be people to run it. So uh, please make sure that uh, that you go check out Google. Just Google your county and election poll workers, and it will take you to, to, to where you need to get in touch with people because, again, they do pay you. 
it's 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 not like you're doing it for free. It, it sounds like I'm asking people to volunteer. He's just asking us, guys. I I'm gonna I keep I keep <laughs> looking at these two over yeah, and over every doing. single time. It, it, it's really <laughs> weird. There's a big arrow pointing to both of <laughs> you. Am I literally doing this yes. the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. I'm like uh, you. You preacher's talking to you. Be like, oh, are you talking about me again? I I just want to point out. I I have to get my location up to eight people. No, it's true because also that's that's gonna. Um, come into effect with early voting, right? Yeah. In our county, they said th- there was early voting, and it was forty-five minutes away from my house. Yes, wow. because exactly. they didn't have the poll workers exactly. to open up any other locations. Exactly. So that that is that is going to play a role uh, when we get through this. Uh, so, but in order to turn out, you got to make sure that you know you're allowed to elect where you're allowed to vote too. So just yes. that's important. Last and, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, Can no, I no, piggyback ahead. on yeah, your please. registration? You have to be registered 30 days right. before the election. Yep. And a lot of people don't know that. And they come in and they get turned away. And that's it's terrible. I've talked to people that are working at the polls before. Yeah. Um, and and if you're going to be 18 by November 8th, you can register, register before early. November exactly. 8th. So register. Get an absentee oh, if you're in college. Do what you need to do. But um, yeah, please. Let's let's get out there. We can do this. My Anything? wife and I just got brand new ones because we moved. Brand new voter. Oh, did you get the plastic ones? No, they just gave us paper ones again. Okay, no, that, there are that's plastic fine. ones. Yeah, there's a, pa- yeah, there's a plastic mad. voter. I don't live where you live, Barry. You didn't get the platinum <laughs> one. <laughs> did uh, you get the one that's like a Visa card almost? Platinum yeah. card. Huh? Yes, and no. Slide it. And no. Thank you, Nick the Geek, engineer and producer, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. Check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at gotsoundstudio.com. Thanks to Muffa Producer. Follow him on Instagram at Muffa Producer. Thanks to Shiana Rivers for the intro and outro. Follow her podcast, Who You Call in Holistic, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. Thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo, currently serving as the house DJ at the main course in Columbia, South Carolina. Make sure to go by and have a good time. You can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs, Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram at the real DJ Lonzo on Twitter at DJ Lonzo Top Five. You can also phone him 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking at the link at the top of the browser that will take you to our Patreon page. You can find details on how you become a supporter, or you can check out benefits there and just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy you enjoying it. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for All About Nothing US on Twitter and Instagram at AAN underscore pod, or you can find links to all of our social media and available podcast platforms by visiting theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you may call and leave us a message, 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is too far apart, you can fill that time by checking out some of our partner podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre. You can find details at statusmacabre.com. Ami Bland takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland available on all of your podcast listening platforms. As well, you should check out our own DJ Lonzo's Top five, hosted by Trent Clark, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. Anything else you want to you want to toss in there? Thank you guys. No, I'm, no, thank I'm you. So I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy awesome. that you guys have that voter registration link on your yeah. website. You guys are doing you're doing the work. Got to try some. Got to do something. Yeah, yeah. Carla Trencha is the Democratic nominee for District 66 here in South Carolina. Uh, make sure to check the show notes for all the links to social media and everything else that uh, that we have going on. Thank Route you. 66. Yes. Thank Got you very it. much, Carla, Thank for being so much, on the Carla. program with us. Thank uh, you. We look forward to your election, and then we're going to have you in here often so that we can get a breakdown on what's going Anytime. on in the state house. I thought you said Anytime. it was one more thing you don't want her to shut up before it was. I was just going to give her the oh, opportunity. My oh. yeah, How yeah. about Carla for SouthCarolina.com? That's very great. easy. You don't even have to spell my last name. It's also, <laughs> it's CarlaLatrenta.com, but we made it even easier. Yeah. Carla for SouthCarolina.com. Find Perfect. me there. Easy. 
Perfect. Well, and you might have to be the Bear, Gruda, Bear Gruber Media uh, lawyer on house. We'll just call you like, can Trent say this? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Because <laughs> I, I, I mess up a lot. <laughs> I got right. you. I got you. Gotta right. have a lawyer on your back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Carla, very much for being on the program. Trent yes, Clark, guys. Zach King, thank you all for being here. Everyone, make sure to check your voter registration. Say, <laughs> voter registration. Stay safe and have a week. This The All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Nick the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Nick the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. Hello out there in podcast world. I am the dad who dabs. My name is The Diligent Dabber. I am a cannabis enthusiast, patient, product reviewer, and I also make educational videos on YouTube. I have always promoted individual empowerment when it comes to people's experiences with cannabis. My show is a mixture of cannabis news, dad life, industry insider knowledge, and of course, dabs. Join me as I traverse the intricacies of life, the universe, and everything on The Dad Who Dabs. Find it on Spotify with a bonus video version available on YouTube. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Bear Gruber Entertainment and Media.